Hello, this is Matt Hale with Art Monthly on Resonance 104.4 FM, bringing you a radio talk show. And um, it's based on the December-January issue of Art Monthly, number 352. It's the second programme based on that magazine. And I'm joined here today by John Douglas Miller, who's a writer and poet based in London, who's written a review of Gerhard Richter Tate Modern. His exhibition was on until 8th of January, only recently finished. And... We hope you'll buy the magazine and read his review. You can do that by emailing subs at artmonthly.co.uk and you'll get a 30% discount on the, the standard rate of a subscription. Hello, John. Hello. Thanks for coming in. Now, um, this is not an easy um, artist to discuss, I don't think. Gerhard Richter's a complicated person mm. and a complicated um, painter. I, I would call him a painter because... And particularly in this show, there's almost almost all paintings, but not mm. entirely. That's right, isn't it? Um, now, just to begin with, in, in your review, you, we do talk about the fact that the work starts, the show starts, rather, mm. which it appears to be a retrospective, with um, work that he made in 1962 in West Germany. Mm-hmm. W- what, ha- what happened before that in Richter's life? Um, <coughs> well, Richter uh, grew up near Dresden, um, which after the war was obviously in uh, East Germany, um, and he studied in Dresden uh, uh, in the GDR. Um, he became a mural painter, uh, painting socialist realist um, subjects, um, but he was also interested in, in early 20th century avant-garde, so there's, there's work from that period which is kind of uh, Picasso-esque. Uh, there, there's skulls that look very kind of Picasso-esque from the charnel house, type of thing Um, and then he moved to West Germany and in this particular show um, which is called Panorama um, there's there's no real sign of that early work uh, which I maintain uh, is a bit of an issue yeah it's a bit like saying we will forget the the first ten years of your painting Mm. life which in most retrospectives would be unusual yeah, to, do, to do that. Yeah, exactly. There's there's a kind of slight feeling of a, of a rewriting of history. Yeah. Um, which is something that Richter um, propagates himself. Uh, he, he has his own personal catalogue raisonné uh, in which the first painting is, is from 1962, I think it is, Table. Yeah. Um, An oil-on-canvas image where basically it seems like there's a kind of figurative image of a table painted Mm. and then he almost scrubbed scrubbed it out with paint on top of that image Mm. but you can still see the image uh, underneath and around it, can't you? Mm -hmm. What what does that bring together? It it certainly brings together two strands in in Richter's painting which have become uh, uh, very significant later on. Um, Abstraction and figuration. Uh, It's kind of the, the sort of year zero moment I suppose for, for Richter's career from which these two kind of strands kind of fire out uh, can, I, can I just push on those two words though because mm. I think I mean it, and I do it because I think it's probably what Richter does mm-hmm. is that he tests possibly what figuration is and what abstraction is yeah absolutely uh, and, and I mean I would be tempted to suggest that, that he might actually think there's no such difference in a, in a way would you would that be wrong basically um, I, I, I think there's certainly a kind of scepticism about the possibilities of both um, uh, with, with abstract which is interesting I suppose if we come back to it for this east kind of east-west divide thing yeah in the sense that <coughs> figuration and, and 
on one side you've got this kind of the photo realist paintings and on the other side you've got the abstraction now you see other, other side of east and west sides uh, exactly as I guess, well i guess in a sense that at that time in the west you'd kind of just had the kind of abstract expressionism the sort of giant abstract expressionists like rothko and pollock and so on and there's, I, I guess richter's kind of expressing this doubt about about the possibility of this kind of singular expression in some sense in, in his abstract works which which i suppose the abstract works actually come quite a bit later than this yes i guess uh, we yeah. should kind of point that out i, I mean quite a few of the rooms at the beginning are not abstract mm. paintings no, no i.e there's all. images which you can recognize yeah but, but i have to say some of them are very painterly you know i mean it's oh, and there are a lot of black and white so there's yeah, very there's a, much so there's a de definite reduction I think, of I think the figurative isn't well there? richter himself certainly said that if 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 he could have held the paintings together without the central conceit of the of the figurative item, for want of a better term, yeah. then he would have painted abstractions from the beginning. And I guess at some point he gets to this point where he he kind of decides that actually he's going to do that, which is, is uh, in this kind of series of grey monochromes, I think was the first kind of yeah. uh, Mo Monochrome, but being, being, being there's no image no, at all. No, no, uh, which is often kind of regarded as his kind of despair at the possibilities of of painting full stop i think this kind of series of gray paintings yeah they're quite depressing in a way very depressing although later he he kind of came back to them and said that he became very interested in them because there was he would look at them these kind of pure gray paintings and say well this one is better than that one and it became very interesting for him to kind of look at them and try and work out why yeah. one of these kind of plain gray paintings was better than the well, other another one, one. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah yeah i mean in the minimal there was a lot a lot there really yeah exactly yeah and and the, i think it's quite an odd thing he said about them that, that they they made him sad but in a happy way which is a, <laughs> he which is a very richterish thing to say du duality <laughs> is yeah big is, is issue, a word that you 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 would agree is is, is very ball in with there's bound up with his work yeah it? there's certainly a lot of things around binaries i think with richter it's very easy which i think makes the, the table painting we can say is interesting because it kind of suspends them in some way and then after that these kind of binaries shoot out from from this kind of you mean they could become more, bit more extreme well, well, apart in the work the interesting thing about table i suppose is that it holds kind of figuration and ab abstraction in this kind of suspension in in one painting and then after that he, he doesn't seem to really do that again in such a kind of obvious way anyway no it kind of moves into these two branches and i think i think binarism is something you can talk about a lot with richter and with regards to kind of you know faith and skepticism figuration and abstraction um, you can kind of go on and on with it. Yeah, but there's a relationship which which is not in that painting, I don't think, mm. which is the, the relationship between painting and photography. But that's something, yeah, that's definitely something. So when something. does that, because that definitely comes in majorly in his work, doesn't well, it? Well, again, once Richter moved to the West, he became, uh, what's the word? He saw uh, Lichtenstein's Warhols and so on. Yeah. Um, <coughs> and kind of took pop art and ran with it, I guess, in a kind of very... European darker kind of way, I think. Uh, there's, there's not such an interest in, in uh, fame or, or uh, consumer products. So He's not much. celebrating the, the, no, the, the culture. That there's this thing which I, I think you can talk about with Richter a lot, which is a, it was a kind of mourning, I think. Again, there's a kind of sadness, I think, in these. Pa th th there's kind of the photo paintings, the early ones, there's kind of these images of, of what's being sold to West Germans as kind of high life, you know, people on speedboats or people enjoying picnics with kind of white goods and the white goods miracle all this kind of kind of stuff and uh, uh but they don't seem to kind of there is a certain level on which they seem to kind of condemn it 
but at the same time there's a kind of this thing that I would come back to with Richter again which people don't speak about that much I think they always go on about how kind of cold Richter seems sometimes to me I don't think he is a cold heart uh, uh, artist I think there's this kind of pity and kind of broken heart at the centre of all of his he might work. Be sad. Sort of, there's a sadness, yeah, mourning, which, which I think is comes not out the same thing as, as, as cold at all. No, no not at all. I think no. it's, it's kind of the opposite in a way. There's a very feeling heart, but I think that there's this kind of sense that it's not willing to kind of come out or, or, or take sides or, or believe in anything too strongly for no. fear of that, in, in a way. And he's yeah. acknowledging in the work, perhaps, that... that Position he feels he's in. I yeah, mean, I, think, I think in relation to those things. Well, there's two. Thi there's the kind of, like I say, there's the comment about the West German way of life and the East German way of life, and the fact that both of them are kind of equally vapid and kind of s the sadness of hedonism, but the sadness of kind of. I think that there's an interesting quote actually where he talked. He did this series of paintings, uh, the realist, photorealist paintings of uh, murder victims. And there's an interesting quote where he says that Warhol uh, painted the murderers and I always paint the victims, these kind of terribly sad, and I think he describes them as terribly sad, banal people. Which is, <laughs> which, is, which is quite brutal in a way, and I, uh, but, but at the same time there is this kind of continual sadness. In fact, he even, he even said that he had sympathy for a chair once, which I think is quite interesting. <laughs> <laughs> for an object. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I mean, but you do There's more poetry to Richter, I think, than people allow sometimes. Yeah, because, I mean, I have read the odd um, sort of interview w where people have asked him, I think Benjamin Booklow mm. being one of them, seemed to be trying to get Richter to say that he really had no... The imagery selected was random and, mm. and meaningless and had no... But Richter didn't agree with him and, and, and said, no, it, it, it is actually... Quite, I spent specific. ages well, selecting I the photographs I, I, that I, 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 do, really, I do use. I don't really know what book Chloe is coming from then, because you only have to look at, at Atlas, you know, this book that Richter produces, which is kind of all his source material, or, or large amounts of his source material, um, which has been published, and look at the way uh, different images are put together. There's an obvious kind of choice going on, there's an obvious kind of editing, and I think that obviously comes through in that it comes down to the paintings as well. It's not. I, I mean, there's one, one particular um, painting of a. German Nazi soldier, his uncle, <laughs> and it's what's the what's that called? It's called Uncle Rudy. And I mean, yeah, I mean that. that speak about that one because that that surely gives your point, makes your point. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that, that's his, his uncle was was uh, was called up during the war, and, and it's it's a painting of a, a black and white painting taken from a black and white photograph of his uncle standing against a wall, looking very kind of awkward in this this very large. Nazi uniform and smiling very awkwardly. Um, yeah, it would be difficult to to see that that wasn't chosen for a specific reason. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, what I what I was interested in is is even though the um, what I mean is what I, what I was particularly interested in in that painting is that is that however, despite the fact that it is called Uncle Rudy and mm. it is of somebody who is related to him in some mm. way and has he must have feelings about that person. What wh one of the problems. Which I would think that Richter would would would, would agree, but I don't know. Mm. I mean, is that it? It can't, in a way, deal. The painting can't deal with those feelings, or definitely that, that situation. Yeah. So, but it, but he's trying. Yeah. So he has the image, which as a start point, which he has strong feelings for. But what can he do about that in the painting? Yeah, I think you've hit something on the certainly a big nail on the head there. That there's that's all the way through his career. There's this kind of doubt about the possibilities of the medium to, to represent trauma, historical trauma. I mean, you see it in Uncle Rudy, Aunt Marianne, um, later with the, the October 
paintings, the Bader-Meinhof paintings, with the more recent uh, World Trade Center paintings. <coughs> um, but also you can see it because it, it, there, there was a, a, an exhibition that he was going to put on once, which was going to be paintings of uh, the, uh, the camps, the <coughs> extermination well, camps. Auschwitz, do you mean? Yeah, it was going to be paintings of, of the victims from, from the camps put side by side with pornographic images. Um, but he decided that he couldn't do it because he simply couldn't paint no. the, 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 the extermination images, which is kind of telling, I think, that, that you know how he chooses to paint. He will paint certain things, like the World Trade Center. I think he went through a lot of uh, thought about how that could be painted, whether it could be painted, the massiveness of the event. You know, can you actually? In the end, I think he kind of succeeds very well. They're quite small paintings, though. Very aren't small, they? yeah. Which I think is interesting, you know, given the massive apparent, you know, importance of that history. We could talk about maybe one of Richter's most significant achievements being his kind of reconfiguration of history painting. I think, in a way, I mean. It, <coughs> all of those paintings are very small paintings, which is against kind of, you know, the history of history painting being yeah. grand um, and kind of reconfigures the purpose of history painting as opposed towards mourning rather than celebration in some sense, I think. Yeah, and then a small, quieter thing perhaps actually is more apposite. You know, much more powerful. In a way, yeah. And I, I guess you have to bring in photography again here. It, there, there's taking something that has become... Mass I think you could take this back to the murder pictures as well as the history paintings and say taking something that has been mechanically reproduced so many times that it's kind of taken the power out of it and yeah. then saying I will take that particular thing and kind of give it back some kind of power I think yeah. so to, to take take the sponge that's dry mm. out and then, yeah, and refill it, and exactly. refill it, try to refill it with something that does really say something more because, yeah. I mean, there is, there is, again, we come back to these binaries almost, because Richter always said that, that the, the reason he chose to paint photographs was because it saved him from having to make choices, uh, and it saved him from <coughs> uh, the problem of stylization. He didn't do you think they were like, almost like they're like a help, a structure for the piece as well? I mean, like, just literally the photograph has a, has yeah, a, a, has a form, but so I think, you can but do I think that. that. There's a problem there when you start to look at the history paintings, because it's not kind of... It may free him from... from one problem. But, but again, it doesn't. <laughs> when you look at the October paintings, in a way, there is a style to them. Like he's, They are a photograph, but it's not just, you know, they've been worked and worked. There's an awful lot going on to make a particular effect yeah. going on there, I think. It's, yeah. it's more complicated well, than well, just well, saying. Can you describe the effect? Is it... Is it um, I mean, I've seen them. Well, there's the famous blurring, of course, which... <laughs> yeah, is, which is, he could probably copyright. Uh, and, and they're grey as well, again, which is, uh, you know... Um, but there's also this interesting thing in, in the... In the um, the largest painting, which is is of the funeral, which kind of recalls a lot of kind of history paintings of funerals, uh, I think. But the, in the background, he's kind of very subtle. This is an interesting point that I come back to later. But he's painted this kind of very subtle cross in the background, oh. and which isn't actually in the original photo. When you look at it, he's added oh. this kind of little stripe of, of white in the background, which kind of makes this cross appear. But are you saying that he's a Christian? I'm not saying that he's a Christian. <laughs> But I do think there's an issue, uh, I think something that people haven't really talked about, when we come to this issue of pity, um, so I think yeah, there's, there is a kind of almost Christian pity in, in Richter's well, work. Just to help the, the listener and me too, I mean, the Bader Meinhof paintings mm. are, are, I mean, there's a whole room of them there, isn't it's there? It's 15, yeah, and 15 they're paintings. Of, uh, they're of the people who are in the Bader Meinhof group. Yeah, or the Red Army faction, um, whichever you want to call it. Yeah, <laughs> and... and, and a, it's quite an unusual subject to, to, to sort of do a history painting series on mm. because they're not people that want to 
the world probably wants to celebrate mm. in the main. Mm. So that I thought I've always thought that's quite a contentious choice just in itself. Well, it's it, so, yeah. I mean, it's caused problems for him certainly in that both the right and the left have attacked him for it. The, the left say that he, he's a bourgeois painter and he doesn't have the right to take take their icons, so to speak, and use them. And the right say that he's mourning and celebrating the death of you know terrorists, effectively. But in in fact, it's he's probably doing neither. Yeah, exactly. Of course, <laughs> it's the same thing as always with Richter. You can never really, you know, you can't fix one thing on it. I don't think. In yeah. the end, I think he's mourning certainly is going on um but i don't think it's got to do with specific mourning it might be mourning for the for the world that it has these kind of things going on in it for the nation i guess as well in the sense that w when you think about it those young people's deaths were effectively caused by the sins of the fathers again i mean it all comes back to if we talk about year zeros it comes back to the nazi past again i guess and there is a kind of mourning for why do these people have to die? In the end, it kind of comes back down to the same thing. Which seems like a very fair subject to, to be trying to deal with. Yeah, absolutely. I think it would be very difficult to accuse them of being celebratory paintings. Yeah. Or, <laughs> or, sen or sensational. Is no, uh, absolutely. Which is, which is what they could have been Yeah. And if they'd been played in, up in, a different in another, way. In another less sophisticated painter's hand, shall we say, they could have been a lot less interesting. Yeah. Or, or, or yeah. Yeah, but yeah, um, and quite a tempting subject for, for, for a sensationalist. Yeah, well, artist. you can you can almost kind of imagine it, can't you? Some some sort of you know, if you think. I'm about just not saying a name. Let's not say any <laughs> names, but if, if we think about the sensation exhibition or something, we could imagine them being done in children's hands or something like that, and that would be a different kind of. <laughs> yes, <laughs> issue. yes. Got the point. <laughs> um, just because I've I've found there's a couple of paintings which I which are in exhibition I, which I found quite um, difficult. But they're quite to do with photography. Mm. We, uh, is abstract painting 1977, and I think the other one is called exactly the same title, actually. Yeah. Um, which is quite interesting in itself, really. Um, but, but they're like abstract paintings of photographs. Mm. No, I, I, can't, I don't even know how to say it. They they appear as abstract paintings. Then you realise they're actually completely flat, mm. and they got a bit. They're a bit blurred. So the only thing, oh, there must be photographs that were taken of abstract paintings, mm. which is then painted. Mm. I mean, th that's art about art, isn't it? I mean, well, I don't know. It kind of goes on infinitely like a hall of mirrors in some way, doesn't it, I think? <laughs> and, and Richter is very interested in mirrors, but there's... Well, yeah, because not far along from where they were hung, actually, there, there is a room, then. which I found very interesting, which, which was just uh, the, gla the glass pieces, the vertical pieces of glass, which you, you can't walk between them, but you can walk round them. This There's the glass pieces, but I think actually next to those paintings there is a huge mirror. Oh, of course there well, is. Yes, is, there is. Which is, is quite interesting. Yeah, which is sort of opposite some abstract paintings, isn't it? It's yeah. like it's like the, a room of four, so and it's one of the four, but it's not a painting, it's a yeah, mirror. Exactly, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, uh, but then further on from that, there is this glass thing as well. So w why did you mention the mirror, though? But there's also, I think, to go back to those paintings that you were talking about, there's, there's also the issue that, I think, I think uh, if I'm right there, they're, they're the ones that are blown up. It's a blown up, very, so it might be very, a detail, very small detail photograph. of an abstract painting that's then been blown up. And when you see it from a distance, it looks like, uh, you know, a large expression, expressionist kind of painting, this kind of abstract expressionist hmm. painting. And as you get closer and closer, you realise that the brushwork is, in fact, very detailed and fine. It's not kind of these broad <coughs> Rothko-esque swipes. No. So what looks like a big gesture is not at all a it's gesture. It's not at all, yeah, indeed. indeed. And I suppose Although it may have been... You think in the original, but then no, because it's a small mm. detail, so it wasn't even in the original, if it's a photograph of a detail. Exactly, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that's where it gets more complicated. <laughs> that's, what I, that's the bit I missed out. Yeah. 
but the mirror, the mirror. Um, I mean, that's. I thought that was quite odd. That well, mirror. I guess you can say that, that all of Richter's work is this kind of interrogation of the visual, and I guess the, the mirrors kind of fit in with that, don't they? That, yeah, that it's about uh, kind of about the perception, visual perception, at some kind of. Yeah, and having them opposite these level. these um, abstract paintings, which which. We, we, we haven't really talked about this. Uh, this what I would vaguely call the squeegee paintings, which I is like crude. That. I hate the word, but it's but you have to use it. Well, in reality, <laughs> that's the tool that they are they, they're they're called, made with, isn't it? So, <laughs> I was actually amazed to see that there was a photo of him doing it up, doing them vertically. And mm. I've always imagined that they would be done on the ground. Well, I kind of imagine them as being like a f in a factory, like a kind of Warholian factory. It has huge canvases laid out on tables, and you know, and and s hanging squeegees that are on, especially on runners, and you know, it's all. But it actually isn't. Well, I think I think those paint. Not, I'm not sure everyone would agree with me, but I think those paintings are about uh, the limits, and they are quite cynical about the limits of uh, abstraction. I mean, they're hands-off, aren't they, really? In a sense, yeah. I mean, they're, they're mechanically produced, really, aren't they? Which, which, which again, has this kind of relationship with photography. Absolutely. Again, it's very odd kind yeah. of going on. And I've actually found sometimes some of them look quite photographic. It's mm. th There's an odd way in which the, the squeegee of the paint affects itself mm. or, or just turns out a bit like a photograph. Mm. But, the, the, um, yeah, I mean, there's certainly this thing that, that he's taking agency out of it. Um, there's also, I suppose, the John Cage issue. I mean, Richter's very very into John Cage and is always quoting the, the John Cage uh, thing from uh, A Lecture on Nothing, I think it's called, which is, I've got nothing to express or, uh, or nothing to say, but I'm saying it. Yes. Um, yes. <coughs> he always quotes that very approvingly. And well, which is, which is, which is it, I still think it's interesting. I mean, it, it fits with some of the work, and then, but then if, the work we've been talking about earlier in the programme, mm. it doesn't quite fit because he, it seems as if... He has something to say, but he can't perhaps say it. Yeah. Which is not or the same as having about, nothing to say. Or he's talking about the possibility of not being able to say it. Yeah, but not being able to is not the same as having nothing to say. So I've always thought that. I thought that was like, uh, well, I'm yeah. not trying to catch him out. I think it's... And, and I think uh, it's but also, I th again, on, if, if you're talking about these abstractions, then he's definitely saying something, which is abstraction is not something born out of this individual genius temperament, this kind of Nietzschean temperament. It might just be like, accident of chemical and paint. Such as Rothko. It's just accidental and you can have this, the same kind of effect without the kind of... And I suppose there's the mourning again for that kind of abstract expressions, because, you know, they all kind of died in you mean, sad you mean, you mean circumstances. He likes it, but now he doesn't think it, it counts anymore. No, what, what I'm meaning, well, what I'm saying is that, that all those abstract expressionists died in quite sad circumstances. This is kind of a bit of a contentious kind of point I'm going to make here. But, but you could say again that it comes down to this issue of ideology. They all kind of followed this ideology to a point of destruction. I mean, if you think of Rothko with his kind of very Nietzschean uh, ideas about the artist and, and Pollock and the rest of them. And then, and then Richter's kind of saying, sadly almost, what are you doing? There's no point, you know... We can produce this like this. There's, you know, <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, yeah. no, I think that's quite a logical comment myself. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's another example of ideology or, or kind of being tied to ideology and it causing pain, which I think is something that Richter yeah. is often thinking about. Yeah. I think is, is I mean, that's the thing he says most often is that ideology is something that he kind of hates. And so, you, so in a way, you would almost say he right. has no ideology. Absolutely not. He has skepti Yeah, he has no ideology. He has skepticism and and. Sadness, I would but, but say. do you think he's testing that out all the time as well? In, in a way that do you think he would like to have an ideology, but he doesn't feel that it's possible, or he's always searching for for, for one? I I, I I I I kind of think he 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 is, but 
Yeah, I think. Well, I think that you could. There's definitely that that argument about modernism being in it, and, and the kind of end of narratives and the end of uh, ideologies in, in some sense. Yeah, I mean, I, I think you're right. I think he is. The sadness is both kind of a mourning for what what ideology can do, but also a mourning for the fact that there isn't any kind of binding narrative to life painting or anything else or that the ideologies perhaps that, that he's experienced have not been ones he would want to adopt and, and he's searching no, I don't know whether I agree that he's searching for another no, ideology I'm quite happy think, to accept that I just I think, I'm not I think his, his, if he has an ideology then you'd have to just call it scepticism in okay. some sense I don't which is a pretty if, curious if you ideology read, exactly if, if you read anything that he or, or most interviews with him then he's very clear that ideology is something that he kind of yeah. loathes and, and, yeah. and hates. Yeah. And I think probably very wisely. A, a really, plague on both houses, I think. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm sure some people would say that he was getting off lightly by not... But, but I, 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 I feel as if he, it's, it must be very, very hard to be so tough on himself. I, I mean, think so, I, yeah. I can't think that he has a, a relaxed time. Well, I think there's this, he's always getting this accusation, I think, from the left, isn't it, of, of kind of bourgeois nihilism. Which I think is unfounded, to be honest. I don't think I don't think, I think nihilism is quite a strong word. I don't think it's that, that, that he doesn't. I think to be nihilist is to, to say that you don't care about anything, and I don't think that that's the case. No, I, I think the work shows he mm. does. He, he he's obviously not able to to believe in certain ideologies, but I don't think he yeah I don't think he's a kind of hater of mankind or anything like that. No. <laughs> <laughs> you um mentioned Rothko briefly. Mm. And, uh, and I think in your review you even sort of mentioned the idea of, of, of Rothko's and Richter's being hung together. Yeah, very much. To well, there's, there's those series, I think it's, it's, is it six paintings, the cage paintings? I think it's six. Yeah, the, the red ones. The, the green, the green and green, red. Green, green, and green and red ones, yeah, yeah. Which, which are these huge, monumental scale uh, squeegee-made abstractions. Oh, sorry, Rick, Richter's ones. Sorry, I was thinking... Richter's ones. Oh, no, yeah, no, no, Richter's ones. Um... And then, but the Tate also has a select, not all of them, I think, but it's got some of the, the Seagram murals, uh, Rothko's. Yeah. They're the ones murals. that I was saying are red. Yeah, they're all red. They, 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 they look they like they've from being put in, a, in the Tate, like in a room, and it's almost like a hallowed chapel. Well, or very, it's that Rothko thing, isn't it? He always wanted to be. He meant to go in and keep very, very quiet. Yeah. I mean, they are, they're stunning paintings, absolutely, but yeah, they, they have that kind of. Do you think they're more religious? In, in, in a way, then, I mean, is that completely unfair to apply there to Rothko? Well, they're certainly metaphysical, aren't they? They, okay. they expect you to have this, to experience this kind of metaphysical throbbing, the kind of depth of the. Uh, and then by putting them with Richter, what do you think it would do? Show the Richter's. Well, I think it's, being it's what we were talking about earlier is, is Richter's kind of point that, you know, I, I suppose those Rothko, Rothko, uh, Rothkos are so monumental that they're, they're the kind of ultimate statement of Rothko when people think of Rothko it's those kind of paintings isn't it the ones that the great struggles he had with them they kind of look like bandages through which blood is pouring there's this kind of you know very dramatic uh, almost like kind of a Beethoven symphony or something like that these very powerful do you think they'd be made to look like but Richter, a bit cliche ridden but Richter kind of with these with his monumental paintings is saying like we like we were saying earlier mm. you know I can make these just by pulling this squeegee over them. <laughs> and they're, they're almost, you know, they're very impressive. You stand in that room and they have a, maybe not quite equal presence, but it's close to it. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's an accidental beauty in a way. Yeah, absolutely. It, it, I'm, not, well, I'm the, very, very unsure about using the word beauty, but I think that uh, I find that I 
like them, which yeah. <laughs> I don't talk about paintings like that much, but it, I think you but can't they, not, you either, you can't not really. Well, they have presence, I think, certainly, don't they? It's yeah, like, uh, but isn't just, that's not just because of the scale, though, is it? I mean, it is a lot. No, there's, to, be, there's, there's this kind of shimmering beauty, it's almost Yeah, because like. with the dragging, you do get a kind of underlayer peeping through in mm. parts and you get a, there's a, literally a physical depth isn't there well they're very liquid these ones though it, 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 right. some, some of the i find some of the the squeegee ones that, that they're almost kind of pushing you out they're very kind of singular. So almost sculptural do you mean well, in yeah, it's, it's kind solid. of this very it's the opposite of rothko i guess which is kind of always trying to take you into this yeah. throbbing universe these are kind of very it's almost just like a brick wall against which you know you can go no further than this. There is no further to go than this. It's just kind of... Yeah. It, whereas these ones, there's a lot more kind of liquid depth to them almost, I think. There is a room, um, or more than one room, I'm not quite sure, but uh, I remember a lot of white works by Richter, which, yeah, is, I, think which I, was, I hadn't actually seen those before. Um, they're quite recent, aren't they? They're, they're the ones that follow the, the September painting, the, the World Trade Center yeah. painting. What did you think of those? Um, I like them. Um, was there underpainting? Was yeah, there's a lot of underpainting. Well, going well, well, on. I mean, was there like an image? I, th I think some of them were actually. Uh, uh, I may be wrong on this, but I think some of them were, were original attempts to do the World Trade Center painting, which he then painted over. I think that's the case. I might be wrong about that. But, but is that based on what you saw? What you're saying? I, 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 do, I'm do you thinking know? that I read it. Somewhere. Yeah, don't, I mean, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because <laughs> I, I actually, I think. But there is a definitely a, a connection because they're they're in the same room and they were originally shown in New York. Yeah. With that, and, and there's certainly this kind of feeling when you see the images of all the dust coming from the World Trade Center. Um, <clears throat> when you see the dust coming from the World Trade Center, this kind of sense of the, the dust coming over people, they have that kind of. That's what it made me think of, I think, in a sense. John, thank you ever so much. We've run out of time. Pleasure. But thank you so much for coming in and, and talking to us.